I sense the presence of the Lord in such a unique way today. How about you? Isn't it amazing when we come together as a healed church and we are living spiritual quality of loving one another, forgiving one another, being a blessing, that when we come in, the Holy Spirit is here to touch our lives, teach us, equip us, heal us. But you have been given a ministry of touching other people. And so when you're in the courtyard, when you're in the sanctuary, the foyer, when you're serving with the children, when you are dropping off your children and you're meeting another parent, uh, you're sensitive to the things of the Lord. That's what a healed church does. That's what a church that lives kingdom culture does. That uh, we are not looking for uh, faults. We are looking for the leading of the Holy Spirit, touching lives. And that's what you're doing. And we're going to conclude our mini-series, two-week series on marriage today, and uh, also on relationships. And I just really sense the Lord just saying to us, uh, there's something new and great taking place in our relationships. See, what this year, what we're going to experience, we're going to experience how that the Lord, now that we are walking in this lifestyle of healing, this culture of the kingdom of God, now we are going to see new experiences in every aspect of our life. And it's not where things are bad and all the different tribulation. The Bible says, you know, that you're going to face tribulation, but be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. Jesus overcame the world. And none of that can hinder you from walking in a healed lifestyle and the culture of the kingdom. Amen? So let's pray. Just join hands together. Let's pray. Father, thank you for relationships. Thank you, Lord, for just giving us the truth that will set us free into an intimacy that we have never experienced before in our relationships, especially our marriages. In Jesus' name, I come against generational curses that have wanted to come in and steal, kill, and destroy homes. I proclaim over our homes that we are healthy. And if so, we are the beginning of something new in relationships of our children and our grandchildren and our grandchildren's children. And we give you honor for that. Blessings upon this church, Father. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that is so unique and real today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Before you're seated, high-five someone. Tell them it's good to see them. <clears throat> well, again, we're going to continue our teaching on the spirit of marriage. Notice it's a capital S on the word spirit because we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit's role in our marriage, and we're going to give you seven things that the Holy Spirit does for our lives that we can walk in and bring great success in our relationships. 
But before we do that, as you well know, I love to have fun. So uh, let me just read these to you. The first one is called the wedding rehearsal. During the wedding rehearsal, the groom approached the minister with an unusual offer. Look, pastor, I'll give you $100 if you'll change the wedding vows. When you get to me and, you know, the part where I'm to promise to love, honor, and obey, and forsaking all others, be faithful to her forever, I'd appreciate it if you'd just leave that part out. He passed the minister the cash and walked away satisfied. The wedding day arrives, and the bride and groom have moved to that part of the ceremony where the vows are exchanged. And when it comes time for the groom's vows, the minister looks the young man in the eye and says, will you promise to prostrate yourself before her? Obey her every command and wish. Serve her breakfast in bed every morning of your life. And swear eternally before God that your lovely wife, that you will not ever, ever even look at another woman as long as you both shall live. And the groom gulped and looked around and said in a tiny voice, yes. <laughs> and the groom leaned toward the minister and hissed, I thought we had a deal. And the minister put the $100 in his hand and whispered back, she made me a much better offer. <laughs> Isn't marriage fun? It is. Okay, guys, here's, here's for you. What? It's called explaining marriage. The child was a typical four-year-old girl, cute, inquisitive, bright, as a new penny. When she expressed difficulty in grasping the concept of marriage, and her father decided to pull out his wedding photo album, thinking visual images would help her. One page after another, he pointed out the bride arriving at the church, the entrance, the wedding ceremony, the recessional, the reception, etc. And he very sweetly said, now, do you understand this, honey? She goes, I think so. She said, is that when mommy came to work for us? <laughs> now to the spiritual things. <laughs> the spirit of marriage. Again, notice capital S, because it's talking about the role of the Holy Spirit in our marriage. If we do not allow the Holy Spirit to have a role in our marriage, that we will never reach the intimacy that God has planned for you. The passage of Scripture that we used last week and we began with is found in Malachi chapter 2, verse 11. And it says, Judah has dealt treacherously and an abomination has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the Lord's holy institution, which he loves. He has married the daughter of a foreign god. The prophet told Judah, you have profaned the Lord's holy institution. Relationships that you have are not built or based on God. 
You have not allowed God to be a part of your relationship. You have rejected God. You have profaned the holy institution, and you have gone after others in relationship that does not serve God. The word holy is that which is set apart for God. Marriage and or relationships is holy and God loves it. It is holy and God loves it. God loves your marriage even though you might despise it. God loves marriage even though you have had difficulty in marriage. We learn God created marriage to succeed 100% of the time when you do it God's way. When you allow yourself to move into this realm and understand the things that we're going to be talking about today. Marriage, of course, we found is the first institution God created. And it is the foundational institution of all society. As goes marriage, as goes society. The second thing that we learned last week was marriage works based on God's plan and or his word. You must believe scripture and the Bible's values to succeed in your relationships. If your values are opposite of God's values of relationships, then you have profaned relationships in your life and the reality of relationships in your life will be difficult. The Bible is black and white on this. The Bible is straight on in this. Remember this, our uh, marriage biblical mathematics, two plus one equals one. So where two people invite the Holy Spirit in their marriage, then they are one, it's a covenant. They, their spirits are joined together. See, without the Holy Spirit, we learned last week, you cannot or it is impossible to reach the deepest intimacy possible a marriage and relationships can have. So here is the other spectrum of biblical mathematics. Two minus one equals two. If you reject the Holy Spirit and are God's ways, you then remain divided you will always have difficulty coming in agreement. And we're going to learn about this agreement in a little bit, and we're going to find out, literally, you can disagree but still be in unity in life. Any of you have ever disagreed with your spouse? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Remember the four basic needs. Just like the woman at the well, and she tried to meet those needs through a human. It is impossible for you to meet the four basic needs biblically that God says, I will do this for you. Only God can give you these things and fulfill your acceptance, fulfill your identity, fulfill your purity, and fulfill your purpose. Only with the Holy Spirit, God, involved in your life. Jesus told the woman at the well, if you would just ask me, I would meet the need of your soul thirst. And you will never have to drink out of your well again. Remember, divorced five times of the man that she was living with, she wasn't married. Her well was divorce. Her well was hurt. Her well was abuse. Her well was 
disunity, in her well was pain. And every time she dipped into it, it became worse because she didn't allow the Holy Spirit. She didn't allow God to be the one that brought in this healing and this beautiful unity that God has promised in the covenant of marriage and in your relationships. So here's why the third thing that we told you last week. The Holy Spirit allows us to love beyond our human capacity. Did you know that you have an ability to love beyond your human capacity? It is a God kind of love. And the God kind of love is perfect. Real God kind of love isn't something. It is of someone. God is love and you are created in his image. And in that ability that you have of allowing the Holy Spirit to be a part of your relationships, then you will walk in a God kind of love and you will see the power of this unity and the power of this love that that we're describing today. To love in relationships goes from an experience of receiving love by God. And then this love comes through the Holy Spirit and it directs you. There's so many good, wonderful people that haven't received the love of God. They don't understand it. They don't don't comprehend this love. And because of that, they live in fear of marriage. They live in fear of relationships. They live in all this this, uh, downturn and, and, and difficulty of relationships. Let's continue. Without the Holy Spirit, we simply cannot function. And from the very beginning, when he created Adam and when he made Eve, he made marriage to be spirit-filled. Remember, we talked about how that when God breathed into Adam, it wasn't just oxygen. It wasn't oxygen. It was the Holy Spirit. And we found out that was true Because when they sinned, the Holy Spirit left and they still breathed. So it was the Holy Spirit that was given from the very beginning. God never made marriage to to be dependent upon our abilities. He never made your relationships to be dependent upon how nice you are, how wonderful you are, how you can communicate, how you can listen. And all those are wonderful things. And it comes out of the, the Spirit of God. It comes out of the Holy Spirit. But the reality is, it's not based on that. It's based on allowing God to be a part of your relationships. Your job is to understand what the Holy Spirit has for you. So there are seven specific benefits freely available from the Holy Spirit. And we're going to cover those this morning, and we're going to talk about that. And so take a hold of what we learned last week. If you weren't here last week, go, go on, on the computer, listen to it, go ahead to the book table, purchase it, and listen to it because it will absolutely transform your thinking in every area of your relationships. Jesus said in John 16, 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus Christ, King of kings and the Lord of lords, 
the Son of God says, it will be better for you if I leave. Let's continue that verse. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. See, the word helper means paraclete. It is the word paraclete, and it means someone called next to us to help us. Someone that is called to help you. Jesus said, I send him to you. So it's very vital that I go away, sit on the right hand of the Father, and give you the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. In you. God has not left us alone. If you are born again, the Holy Spirit resides in your spirit, and you are never alone. See, my goal is you and in your marriage that you have a totally dependent relationship with him. Dependent. In your marriage, your life only succeeds when you have this. Now, here's a statement that I believe that we need to make on a daily basis. And the Holy Spirit loves this. Holy Spirit, I need you. You shouldn't step out of your bed in the morning unless you say that. Holy Spirit, I need you. Again, remember when God breathed into Adam, that was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was there at the very beginning to empower the original couple to fulfill God's mission for them and give them all they needed to love each other. What did they do? They rebelled, and the Holy Spirit departed, and it was a disaster. But the good news... <laughs> Jesus died on the cross and paid for our sins and paved the way for a deep relationship with God. Because that took place, now we can have the Holy Spirit back in our lives. Because that's what Jesus did. What we have is we have the original ability of Adam and Eve to have a perfect relationship. 100% chance. No matter where you've been, what's gone on, what you've faced, what you've experienced, in many instances, the reason why we experience what we experience is either yourself or the other would literally not have the Holy Spirit involved in their life. That their life, they rejected, they profaned the very things of God, and they rejected that. And so, there lies the disempowering of having a perfect relationship. But because I am born again, because you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit, you are empowered 100% to live this lifestyle in your marriage. So here are the seven things. First one, unity. The Holy Spirit freely gives us unity. Unity can only happen when the Holy Spirit is involved. Ephesians 4, verse 1 through 3 says, 
I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Notice capital S, Spirit, Holy Spirit. So listen very intently to this point. Human unity is a unity of the head. Holy Spirit unity is a unity of the heart. When you worship together, seeking God as one, it binds you together spirit to spirit. That's the covenant of marriage. When your spirits are joined together, you are one. You are in God in total unity. But we have flesh and we have our soul that is not submitted to our spirit, which our spirit 100% cannot sin, Scripture says, our spirit is totally submitted to the Holy Spirit. And I know you're hearing a lot of this, and and it may seem a little bit confusing to you, but I want you to understand, you have inside you, being born again, the perfect quality to have a 100% chance that your marriage will last perfectly. When you are walking in spiritual unity, You can have unity even when you disagree. Why? Because your unity is of the Spirit. See, if you don't have spiritual unity, the only unity you can have is from your head. And that unity you're trying to reach is really hard because guess what? Your spouse is different than you. Your friend is different than you. To have friends, you must show yourself friendly. It's a covenant statement there. And to literally move into your life. You are living a life here, and you can walk in this unity because it is a done deal. It's already done. If you're having problems in your marriage, pray, Holy Spirit, watch this, make us one. And make it a covenant statement, not will you think about it, that you would make us one. Can you fix our marriage? No, you begin to proclaim covenant reality, make us one. We are one. See, because it's already done, you have to believe it and line up with the truth of the word of God. Your head is saying, what's wrong with this man? What's wrong with this woman? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with them. They're different than you. Amen. Marriage is not a piece of paper. Marriage is a covenant. Marriage is an act of the Holy Spirit of God that bonds us together spirit to spirit. (laughs) See, this is where everybody starts getting quiet again. Marriage is a sacred act of God. Watch this. When you got married, God acts. It is a sacred act. It is a holy institution when you got married, and he loves it. Here's the second. The Holy Spirit makes available personal nurturing and comfort. John 14, verse 15 through 18. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, 
but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. See, here's what you need to understand. The Holy Spirit has come to you. It is available. It is free. This reality of of that comfort, this reality of the blessing of that, of that peace, is he's come to you, and it's there. It's yours to have. But you realize spirit to spirit. So the Holy Spirit is our helper and comforter. Now, I want to give you a little sidebar here, all right? I, as you notice, I, I did a little test on the, on the jokes that I did at the beginning. And um, uh, did you all notice that there's just a little bit of like, hmm? That's not fair. Oh, you're a little more, okay, a little judging there. Just, just saying Here's a sidebar. In Genesis 1.27, it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now it says, God created man in his own image, male and female. Here's my question. God created man. Are women made in the image of God? Very good. Yes, they are. So the conclusion is, there is a maternal side of God. Did you know women and the Holy Spirit are given the same name in the Bible? (laughs) Y'all looking at me like, what? It's the word helper or or ezer, E-Z-E-R. In Genesis 2.18, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone I will make him a helper comparable to him. Same word. Ezer means two things. Power to accomplish a task and to supply what is lacking. So I guess you could say that men had something lacking. And we did. Ladies, it was you. Amen. Now, but when God created man, okay, you, you got to hear that. You know, I saw a lot of you women, see? <laughs> Let me say it this way, and I put it in a point so you would have it written down. Ladies and gentlemen, you must realize you can't do what God called you to do until you realize how important each other is. Each of you are in your marriage. And it's the Holy Spirit that puts you together. You got to look at your spouse. You got to look at your friends, those that are single. When you are in relationship, when you are, have friends and you're going out, all the different things, single people, you got to understand how important people are. But they don't fill your soul thirst. Only God can fill your soul thirst. I'm going to say it again. I know I got in trouble by a few of you last week. But I really struggle with they're my soulmate. No, they're your, if you're married, they're your spirit mate. And your spirit is perfect. Because in your soul, you're different. In your soul, there's sin. I don't want to mate with 
<laughs> Terry sinned. <laughs> this shouldn't happen. That's right. Very good. Amen. So you can be in unity even if you disagree. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus never, ever intended to come together to earth and to bring us together and to leave us alone. He gave us the helper. You were intended to be with the Holy Spirit from the beginning, but because of sin, you were separated. The Holy Spirit is there to empower you with everything that is lacking in your life. Men, God gave us our wives. And when that unity happens, listen very closely, when that unity happens, there is perfectness. But we have a tendency of seeing the soul lacking of our spouses. And we need to understand, yes, honey, you are perfect because our relationship is based upon our spirit. Now, I am not saying the Holy Spirit is a woman. There have been teaching out there, false, wrong teaching, that the Holy Spirit is a woman. The Bible doesn't say that either, okay? We have a perfect Father, we have a perfect Lord, and we need a perfect mother too. And what we find is that the Holy Spirit gives us that in the realities of the way that he ministers and is with us. You have hurt, fear wants to climb all over you, and you have the Holy Spirit that is love. He is help and he is comfort. When you are facing situations in your home, couples, you need to understand your help and your comfort is the Holy Spirit when you join together, understand. It's not your husband's ability to fix it. It's not your wife's ability to fix it. Because if you depend upon that, you're gonna have mistakes. But you depend on the Holy Spirit to fix it. We need this in our life and we need this in our marriage. The Holy Spirit is who you take your heart, your heart and your hurts and needs to. Jesus said, I will not leave you alone. He, the Holy Spirit, will be there to love on you. Remember a few weeks ago I said, go out this week and get a hug from God. That's how you do it. So this is important. If you don't get that love from the Holy Spirit, you will naturally transfer that to your spouse. If you don't get that love from the Holy Spirit that you need, that is what brings you to the top of who you are as a son or a daughter of God, if you don't get that from the Holy Spirit, you will actually transfer it to your spouse and your spouse cannot fulfill that love. They cannot fulfill that need, even though they love you. So don't walk out of here, some of you saying, honey, I love you, pastor's wrong. I didn't say that. You love them, but you can't love them like the Holy Spirit can love them. 
And when you join together in unity and allow the Holy Spirit to love you and to walk in that unity, that lifestyle, that comfort, that help, then what you're going to find is you're going to find that there's this intimacy that is so huge, and it's not just sexual, but it is sexual, between you and your spouse. We freely receive these things. It's there. Here's the third, spiritual grace. We freely receive from the Holy Spirit spiritual grace. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, look at this. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. This means the power to know God and the power to serve God. Spiritual grace. Did you know when you read the Bible, the author is in you to teach you? Well, I just, I read the Bible and it's so boring and I, you know, have you ever read, read in the begats? You know, you go through chapter after chapter, so-and-so beget. Okay, everyone's having kids. <laughs> but there's truth in that too. There's power in that. So the author of the Bible, the Holy Spirit, is there to teach you. Here's the fourth, emotional grace. Galatians 5, 22 through 23, here it is. Hear this intently, church. But the fruit of the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit is the personality of Jesus. It's there for you every time you need it. When you allow this to happen, when you stop your soul, you stop your flesh from expecting things that your spouse cannot give, and you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to give you that emotional strength, then you will begin to understand that it is there for you every time and our ability to love will be powerful, but when we don't do it, our ability to love is very fragile. Have you ever had this through the years of your marriage or relationships? Um, That, you know, one day I love you, the next day they're, they hate you. That's not from the Spirit. This intimate love only happens with the Holy Spirit involved. Godliness under pressure happens when you're close to the Holy Spirit. So how important is the Holy Spirit in your and my life? It's everything. Jesus said, it is so important that I go away because when I do, I'm going to send you the paraclete. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And in the Holy Spirit, freely is given all these wonderful attributes and abilities to be able to walk in a life of your marriage and relationships and in life with power and grace. The Holy Spirit is the oil for the engine of our emotions to run on. If we're flipping out emotionally, it's because the Holy Spirit has not been included. 
To be the husband I need to be, I need the Holy Spirit. Here's the next one. Physical grace. In Romans 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, Pastor Dan was talking about this, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Let me just paraphrase this. Let me just put this in other words so you understand what it is saying. If the Holy Spirit can raise Jesus from the dead, do you think your physical problems are a challenge to him? It's amazing how little we ask of the Holy Spirit. Remember again, the Holy Spirit loves the words, I need you. I need you. Can you just say that right now? I need you. Tell your neighbor, you need the Holy Spirit. Here's number six. Mental grace. John 16, 12 through 15. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit every day is declaring God's grace to you. Every day. There is nothing the Holy Spirit can't teach you, especially how to love your spouse. To college students, you ever hear of quantum physics? Where the suspension of the world, he was there. So when you're learning all the wonderful science, I love science, you're learning all the wonderful things of science, and you're hearing some that are not true, understand it is God who created it, and it is God that holds it there. And if it is God, and it was him, him, then you need to believe that you have a 100% ability to succeed in your relationships and in your marriage. Some of you are sitting in this congregation. I will say this to the second service. You're sitting here and you're thinking, I'm struggling, I'm frustrated, I'm afraid. I want to tell you, invite the Holy Spirit into your heart. I'll invite the Holy Spirit into your thinking. When you think something, you know, and a lot of times your thinking will be opposite of the Word of God because your mind, your head thinking is always about what you see or what someone has told you. But allow the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to turn that around. Renew your mind to the Word of God, and it will remove the hurt. It will remove. It's not going to remove the memory, but it will remove the power of the hurt because he gives you mental grace. Some of you folks who are single, you've seen your parents that did not allow the Holy Spirit 
into their marriage. And you saw the pain and you saw the hurt and you saw the difficulty of the marriage. God, mental grace, that grace will purify that. And you will have your own identity. You will begin to walk in a life that is full of of love and joy because of the things that God teaches you, not because of your experience. God suspends the world and he was there. See, the Holy Spirit understands every aspect of life and will lead you into all truth. I mean, I I just, I, I don't comprehend how Christians fight the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows everything about life, how God created it. He doesn't mix your personality. He doesn't mix where you're at, where you're coming from. He doesn't mix that. He literally, I created this. This is what I created. This is how the machine of the human being works. This is how marriage is. This is how intimacy is. This is how you love. This is how you forgive. This is how you do it because I created this and now I'm gonna teach you what it is. I don't mix life in it. I am life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. And he gave us the Holy Spirit. That's how it works. Anybody getting anything here? Amen. This world is telling you ugly stuff. But the Holy Spirit will correct your confusion. But you know what you have to do? You have to ask him. It's freely given. Now, you don't have to come running down. And, and if, if you need to, to, you know, emotionally, God gave you emotions. And, and, but you, align, you don't correct your emotions. You align your emotions with drawing yourself closer to God. That's why you have emotions. Some people say to me, oh, I'm so emotional, Pastor. I said, good. That means that you're going to have a greater drive to know God. And they look at me. See, because the way the world has, has just so mistaught us about life and relationship. Here's the last one, the seventh thing that is freely given. Holy Spirit gives vision and supernatural guidance. John 16, 13 says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will tell you of the future. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. And he gave us the Holy Spirit to teach us that. Acts 2, 17 and 18. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. No matter where you're at in life today, the youngest one in here or the oldest one in here, whether you're married or not married, The truth of the word of God is truth. 
final. It's truth. It is for you. And I want to express to you today that the healing and the divine health that is manifested at Valley Community Church is a healing that opens the door to the things of the Lord, opens the door to spiritual things, not mental, not emotional, but spiritual, which then when it's spiritual, then it promotes healing in the, the emotional and the body and all of that. So what we have to do as a healed church, now realign our thinking that everything we are about is about the spirit. Amen? Does that make sense? Everything that we are about the Spirit. So let's stand. And I want to just, in closing, I want to pray for you. And I want to release you into that lifestyle. I want to release you into the very things that we just taught. God, the Holy Spirit knows your future. Let him lead you in every one of those parts, especially in your marriage. Let's pray. Father, thank you for who we are, our personalities, our skill sets, our abilities. Thank you. You have gifted each one of us in such a unique, miraculous way. And we stand here now rearranging our thinking, renewing our mind to what your word said in the seven areas where the Holy Spirit has freely given us the, the ability to succeed in every area of our life. I proclaim it because it's freely given. I just proclaim it as a pastor, as a shepherd of the body of Christ. I proclaim it over Valley Community Church. Yes, Lord, it's your church. The Lord is unique to me because it's my church too that I'm able to look out into this congregation. I'm able to fellowship with so many and to see the unique giftings and the abilities and just the greatness of my brothers and sisters. Lord, now I'm zeroing in on our homes. I'm not zeroing in on struggle with a child or struggle in this area, a sibling or whatever. Lord, I'm zeroing in on the marriage because when the marriage functions the way it was created to function, it changes everything in the home. So goes marriage, so goes society. So goes marriage, so goes our home. And I proclaim in Jesus' name, total wellness, total wellness. Hallelujah. I prophetically speak over you now, saying to you that the Holy Spirit is bringing in a new way, a new thinking. 
And what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, you, because you are a healed church, you're not going to have a problem applying it. Your greatest problem will be receiving it from your spouse because it's new, because it's different, because it's anointed. And so I project to you through the Holy Spirit that you ready your spirit in your homes, in your marriages. You ready yourself to receive what the Holy Spirit is teaching you and your spouse. To all those that have desire to be married, don't dig into that old well again. Don't dig into that well and and try to find someone that will satisfy your soul thirst because you'll never find them. You might get married, but you'll never find it. What you will find is someone that's different than you. Find someone that understands what you understand. Find someone that has invited the Holy Spirit to be a part of their life, a part of their relationships, so that they would be taught when situations arrive, when tribulation arise, they don't react to it with their head, but they react to it with their spirit. Oh, it's been written in the Word. The covenant has been set for every person in this house to succeed. Freely given, freely receive. And we thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Blessings to your homes.